Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to Face to Face. This is a show about change and about what's next. It's a show that wants to ask questions, peel back the layers of our average everyday experience, and go beyond scratching the surface. We interview amazing people with incredible ideas and stories who have done wild, weird, and wonderful things. Remember that imagination shared create collaboration, and collaboration creates community, and community inspires social change. I'm David Peck, and this is Face to Face. So my next interview was a real treat for me. Uh, I was able to interview David Thewlis about his, uh, as I've, I've called it, difficult, delightful, and, 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 and rewarding new film, Eternal Beauty. It's Craig Roberts' film, uh, young, a very young director. I, he probably hates hearing that, I would imagine. I haven't met Craig. haven't had the chat, opportunity to interview him. I'm looking forward to that. But but David clearly has a great deal of time and, and, and respect for Craig. And, and I think you're going to as well after you see this film. Sally Hawkins, what a great cast. What brilliant performances and david was just so generous and 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 we had a wonderful conversation about about why it's okay to not feel normal we we talked about uh, uh mental health issues uh we talked about uh, you know um, poetry and music and art and narrative and how important storytelling really is and and art as this driver of of change we get into uh, guitar lalius i didn't even know this instrument actually existed uh, but for those of i mean i play a bit of guitar and uh, you know grew up learning how to play the piano but uh, david's character mark uh, mike mike in the film plays a uh, uh, a graffiti laden guitar lele that apparently david has purchased one for his daughter who's turning out to be quite a musician as well we talk as i said about narrative and poetry and, and trust trust in filmmaking the process of, of of stepping into a role with other brilliant actors and storytellers like sally hawkins and and others we yeah we just had a great time and it was one of those um one of those interviews that, well, I sure didn't want to end and I'm uh, not, you know, I'm sure David uh, gets pretty tired of the whole um, interview like experience, but we had a marvelous time. And I, I've been a fan of uh, David Thillis for, for years and all the way back to Mike Lee's 
uh, in my changed my life. I'm sorry, David, if you're listening and smiling and maybe rolling your eyes, but honestly, groundbreaking uh, film for me. And, and there's one sequence in that film that is worth price of admission that goes back all the way, as David says, to 1993. But so many other wonderful films that he's been in along along the way, and I would imagine many more to come. He's got a a, um, a new book, a new novel coming out as well, and he writes poetry. And as I said, we chat a little uh, a little bit about that as well. We talk about this notion of, of fading to black you're going to have to listen uh for that and it's i guess it's more of a writer's thing or a directorial thing certainly an editor's thing but we talk about it from a storytelling perspective and and you know where does a story actually begin and 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 so anyway can you tell i was kind of um into this interview anyway we got uh, david Thillis coming right up talking about this wonderful beautiful and and stunning new film eternal beauty you're, you're coming soon to a digital theater near you for sure it's available uh on itunes uh as we speak and I'm sure in many other places. Don't forget davidpecklive.com for more information about my my writing and speaking. You can get a copy of Real Changes Incremental there or on Amazon. Uh, face-to-face-live.ca, you probably stumbled across this interview or, or listening through iTunes or Spotify. And if that's the case, don't forget face-to-face-live.ca has, we've got about 540 interviews there, a huge library Lots more to come from TIFF and VIF and, and Venice. And it's just, it's been an exciting uh, couple of months uh, um, as I've been stepping into more conversations uh, about, you know, issues that matter with many filmmakers who are, are doing really incredible things. So uh, hang out here and check, check out the website, see what we got. If you, if you want to advertise on it, by the way, we, 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 we are trying to raise money that way. And we are also um, on Patreon as well. We're trying to figure out a way to just keep this thing going. But one of the things I am going to ask for, for sure is if, if you've got a second, well, not even if you don't have a second, please leave us a review. If you're enjoying what you're hearing here, please leave us a review on iTunes or Spotify. We're trying to create a bit of a, <laughs> a digital storm around face-to-face and you can help us do that. It's amazing uh, what, what will help. And uh, a few stars and a, a like on YouTube, a review, uh, typed up review uh, can go a long way. Sign up for our newsletter. You can advertise in that as well. I think enough has been said. And then also rabble.ca, don't forget, uh, news for the rest of us. Face to face has been hosted there for quite a few years. And we are alongside other bloggers and thinkers and po- podcasters and writers, journalists, people doing important work about uh, issues that matter. So, uh, but, but for the moment, don't touch the dial, make sure you write down in your uh, mental uh, film list, uh, the film eternal beauty, uh, but stay tuned uh, for a conversation right now about that film and a whole lot of uh, other things. Is that, wow. English. Do I, is that my mother tongue? A whole, um, <laughs> a whole host of things. My interview coming up here with David Thulis. Well, welcome to Face to Face. We're joined by a very special guest here with us today. I can't believe that I am having a conversation. Well, we're about to have a conversation with David Lewis here on Face to Face. What a pleasure. I've uh, been a big fan, David, for for year. I mean, can I say since about naked, I suppose? Uh, yes. And, uh, wow. 1993. Wow. Can you yeah. believe that you have yeah. been acting that long and doing incredible roles, big films, small films? Um, anyway, thank you. Uh, thanks for your time today. It's a pleasure. It's a real pleasure to be here. So, hey, let's just get right into it. So, Eternal Beauty, congratulations. What a, a uh, what was my line? A difficult, delightful, and rewarding film. I mean... It's beautiful, isn't it? It it's, really, it's it's remarkable. I, and I can really you like it. You know, I mean, I look at, you know, you do these things and you publicize things you've done and you 
come up with all kinds of things to say uh, as to why you did something. But I, this, I, I, I remember exactly why I did it. And I remember now exactly why I love it. And I should say, this is the first time I've spoken about it to you ever. Um, so, and wow. I haven't seen it for a year, I think. So I think oh, wow, okay. Locked down and I was in Canada and I saw Craig just before. Um, so I've not seen it recently, but it's stuck in my mind and my heart because it's just such a beautiful piece of work, I think. Really, really something very, very funny, but very touching and very strange and uh, very uh, endearing. It, it, it's all of those things. And it's, it's compelling from the get-go. I mean, the cast, the performances, mm. the, the use of visuals. Yeah. Uh, your performance is, is, is unsettling, I think, at best. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, but, you, but, you know, having... you're, you're a rock star now, right? So it's going to be all I'm good. fun in there, yeah. 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 No, I've, I've been wanting to play a rock star for years. <laughs> That's what I wanted to be. So, so was it your idea to write uh, Kill Fascists on your small classical guitar, or was that... It was uh, indeed, yeah, yeah. As you know, it's the old Woody Guthrie um, what he had written on his guitar. And because my, it's actually, a, it's not a, 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 a ukulele, it's actually a guitar lately, which is a six-string, very small guitar tuned up to a... And we just thought it'd be very funny if he had this with him all the time, because the guy was a you know, written as an old kind of uh, rock musician. And I told Craig, I said, well, listen, I've got this beautiful little guitar lately. Why doesn't he always have it with him? And let's, can we get someone in props to write this machine kills fascists on it? Because it just was such a good joke with the guitar being so very tiny. <laughs> well, it's so beautiful. You know, I'm, I'm doing another interview later today all about resisting and the resistance. And, you know, it's called We Are Many. And it's, uh, you may have seen it already, actually. And it's uh, the, 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 the global protest against the Iraq war. And oh, you know, no, right. okay. art, art, you know, you're a poet, you're an actor, you're, you're you know, art pushes back against the, the status quo. It speaks truth to power. So your little guitar Lely in its own way yeah, well, can have an impact. Absolutely. You know, I mean, I mean, music is, is one of the, 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 the great forces in this world, I think, art, art in general, obviously. And I think that's something that's become apparent during this period we're going through now, how people have so very much turned to art as a, as a savior uh, and, and music. I know I've never listened to so much music as I have these past seven months. I constantly have the radio on, which is not something I always have no, uh, other times, but because I've been at home, I've been playing music more than ever. My guitar playing has improved significantly since I made this film, Eternal Beauty. Um, and I was, I was quite good before, but I've been studying blues music. Um, so yeah, I, I, just, I just think it's a, it's a time when we realize that this, this art is so very, very, very important. And it's a time when we're really in danger of losing, uh, losing so much of it for, for the, you know, obviously various reasons to do theatres closing, cinemas closing, live performances not being possible, theatres, you know, in a terrible straits. So um, it's, it's, it's a difficult time for, for the whole world, but it, it's, it's a difficult time for the arts as well, as you well know. So, so many questions. Um, I, and, and I typically try to stay away from those sort of cl classical cliche questions, but I really am keen, you know, to, to hear a little bit about when I, when I look at the, the, the work you've done, the, the a film like Besiege with Bertolucci or, mm -hmm. you know, Mike Lee Naked, you know, this sort of, can I call them smaller films? They're, they're smaller yeah. in, you know, yeah, from a budgetary not, perspective. Yeah, they're not the blockbusters. They're yeah. not the, the Wonder Woman's, which was wonderful in its own right. And, and, and I loved it. We loved it as a family. 
do, do you step into an eternal beauty and say, um, I don't know, this is a little bit more about the poetry, this is a little bit more about the art, this is a little bit more about the legacy that I might leave? Yes, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's, why, it's why I did that. I mean, Craig uh, sent me it. I was already a, a fan of Craig, even though he's just so young. I can't believe how young he is. But I, I was, in fact, the, the, the way Craig and I met was I put him in, I wrote a short film called Sunday Roast, in which he ostensibly plays me based on an episode of something that happened when Mike Lee, during the rehearsals of Naked, sent me to a uh, morgue uh, to view some dead bodies. And nice. that morgue was so extraordinary that years later, many years later, I turned that into a film and Craig sort of plays me in, in terms of what happened in that morgue. And that's how I met him and realized we were kindred spirits. And then um, he, he wrote, he wrote this, this piece. And I was in the middle of doing something else. It almost wasn't possible, but I was going between Manchester and Cardiff and driving through the night and doing it for the love of it. There was no money in it, you know, there was like that, but it was just such a pleasure to do it. That's where my heart was. This other project was, was something that I was doing because it was a, you know, expedient at the time. But where my, my heart really was, was in Craig's. And then actually I went on to do a thing called Rare Beasts with Billy Piper, um, who is in Eternal Beauty with us, um, in the same spirit, because during this, Billy gave me a script of her film and I went on to do that. And they, so they're, they're, wow. they're two films that were really made for the love because they were a bit like, especially Billy's film, doing theatre and education again and getting changed in toilets and just, you know, walking to work and, and just doing what you can. And it was, uh, you know, actually those things are sometimes a lot nicer. Some of these big films can be so impersonal. Um, they're not as enjoyable, you know. Did you, did you speak, I got asked, did you enjoy the Harry Potter experience? I mean, speaking of big films, I mean, your character was brilliant and the way you played it, so yeah. beautiful. Um, and so, uh, sorry, magical, but I just know the impact it had on my life. My wife's a librarian. The impact yeah. that the Potter films and the stories have had on our kids. It's just, it's astounding, really, isn't it? It, it, it is. I don't think we've, well, I suppose we felt it towards the end in the last few films, knowing that this was something quite historical since we made it to the last few films. But uh, of course, that was enjoyable because of, of the wonderful people I was working with most of the time. If you're on a film and you're spending most of your days with um, Michael Gambon and Alan Rickman and Gary Oldman and, and, and Julie Walters, who I spent all. Tell me the parties afterwards were pretty good. Yeah. Please, just, yeah. Spend like 10 night shoots in a row with Julie Walters by your side is, is just a, a dream. You know, she's one of the most beautiful, funny women in the world. Um, and, and, and it goes for Michael Gambon. Not that he's one of the most beautiful, funny women in the world, but he's, he's certainly very beautiful and very funny. <laughs> um, it must, okay, so tell me about acting. I mean, Sally Hawkins' performance is, 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 is brilliant. I mean, the, yeah, the, the, the scene at Christmas with the gifts is worth the price of admission. Uh, yes, yes, yes. Is it, and maybe this is a silly question to ask, ask such a, uh, an established actor as yourself, but it must be somewhat easier to step in when you're working along somebody like Sally and the, and the cast that you had, the mm. trust that must develop, that you must even have to, when you read a script like this, how do you know what it's going to look like in the long run? You know, there's, yeah, yeah there's about four questions embedded there, by the way, David. Well, well, you, you, you trusted firstly in, in Craig's. I'd seen his other film. I knew his sensibilities. I, I, I mean, he wrote it and I kind of, I could really imagine what the film was going to be. Um, of course, Sally is, fantastic and, and that was one of the big reasons for doing 
the film. I'd never worked with Sally before. I'd never met Sally before properly. Uh, a strange story I'll come to later about how we did meet. Um, and to address, yes, it's very, very powerful to be working with someone who's really, really, really there. And I don't think there's many people I've acted with who are there, right there in the heart and in the eyes as, as much as Sally. To, to be opposite her, particularly when she was playing this character, we were so immersed. It was David, do, do you mean being really there by like just, just like presence or just so professional? What do you, what do you mean by that? I mean, I mean not, not being Sally really, being the character. You feel, you know, one tries yeah, to, it. between uh, action and cut, one really, really tries to, you know, make all the cameras and the other rest of the crew disappear and be there in oneself as the character as much as is possible. And sometimes it's very possible to immerse oneself where everything else disappears. And if the other actor is also, you know, um, achieving the same thing, which Sally without doubt was, then you become two different people for that small period of time. And I, 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 think, I think she's right up there, you know, the top three people I've ever worked with in terms of, I was aware of that as I looked into her eyes in certain scenes. Particularly when she sings me the song in the in the club, and she, 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 better better than Celine Dion, man. Yeah, and that, I mean that I just, that was just a hard one not to laugh, but <laughs> you know that was really memorable. I can see that moment now, just looking into her eyes. And her there, there's there's a um, hmm, is it the song "I Will Follow You" playing? The montage that uh, if you haven't seen it in a year, maybe you don't remember it, but there is a beautiful and delightful montage of the two of yeah. you sort of interacting in the stairwell. And mm. you must have had a lot of different shots, but I just so love the way uh, um, Craig communicates how you guys are madly falling in love, right? Mm. And, and it's, yeah, it's, it's, it gets like a teen romance, doesn't it? And we were I yes. mean, 57, and I don't know how old Sally is, but you know, neither of us are teenagers. But it did, it felt very, it felt beautifully, beautifully innocent because of the characters. And, um, and, and you know, there was, a, there was a lot of laughter on the set, a lot of affection on the set. We were all very... Uh, it's beautiful, yeah. It's being billed as a comedy. Not saw it, saw it just yesterday. Not sure I'd call it a comedy. However, just it's it's just again delightful, beautiful, warm um, story about mental health issues. But that's I mean, it's just about being human, really, isn't yes, it? Yes, yes, yes. I mean, I, this thing being about mental health issues, being about schizophrenia, it certainly is, and. I worried a little bit about that at the beginning in case people might think we're making light of that. But since it does become, it comes very much from Craig's own experience, it's based on someone in his own life who who absolutely gave permission for the film, you know, where, where she was very much behind it. Um, that, that was my only worry when I first read the script. Of, of, of we should be careful, I suppose. But then when you see it, that's not a worry at all because of what Sally does with it. Um, and no, it's not a comedy. There's certainly very funny moments, very funny moments. Absolutely. Yeah. Awfully, awfully bleak moments as well. Um, I think when, you know, I won't say what happens, but you know, there are some, some, some moments that are just uh, so wrenching. Um, very, ra very raw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And again, it's, that's, that's, that's thanks to Sally. I think all the cast are, are, are wonderful, but, but you know, it's obviously Sally's film and she's a, uh, it would have been a very different film with someone else. I, I was, and I hope this isn't giving away too much, but I'd, I'd love to tell, you know, I want to tell the audience. I mean, it, it's so hopeful as well. Mm, yes, you yes, know? yes. It's yes. so, it's so rooted in relationship and, yes. and the healing that seems to come about as a result of, of the two of you meeting 
It becomes mm-hmm. a catalyst for something else and something other. And, and it's never quite as simple as this, we know, in the real world. But still, the metaphor of that is wonderful, that this yeah. actual human physical contact had made a difference. Yeah, and I th- and I th- I think that one of the great strengths of the film is the end. That's what really mm. is because I didn't because it, it changed. I think from the script, so I didn't know what the end was until I saw it. Oh, okay. And um, I, um, I I I came out when the lights went up. I just felt like that was kind of perfect. Really, what a beautiful you know, which is almost every film you ever see. You want you want it to go to black at just the right moment. You're like, well, I'm looking for another. <laughs> Oh, please! It should have gone to black by now. <laughs> this film should have finished an hour ago, and I think this this finishes so perfectly on the note, uh, and that's what which is which is very important because you go out of the cinema thinking you you know you've really witnessed something special. Yeah, and I I resonate with your comment about I mean it'd be fun. Hmm, yeah, what are you doing in a year? Let's have another conversation. It'd be, I I bet you I'll be able to say that this film has stuck with me in the same way that you said at the beginning of our conversation. And isn't that the beautiful power of, mm. of narrative, of art, of story, once again, to, yeah, uh, I guess, yeah. to, what is the word? To resonate and to fester <laughs> in the best sense of the word. Yeah, yeah. So, some films really don't. I mean, I saw things mm. last week and I, I couldn't tell you what the hell it was about. <laughs> and some other things I've seen, I don't think like this, cause obviously, because I'm in this and I've got a vested interest and I, I made it. Um, but, you know, there's some films you see years ago, you remember so much about and some things you just can't. Put together at all you know it's, it's strange what makes a makes a film work the toronto film festival this year was really odd and but but for me the yeah. gift of it has been that i've been able to in, interview about six indigenous filmmakers yes. and every one of them michelle latimer's film inconvenient indian thomas king's book you gotta see it david but but it's all about the power of story and thomas king says that's all we got mm. that's all we got we got to keep yeah. telling them we got to protect yeah. them right yeah. And we yeah. got to represent, and we got to represent people, you know, fairly and wisely and well. And yeah. and and I and what I've read a little bit about Eternal Beauty is that all of you have done that with this story, which I think is a wonderful thing. I don't know. Do you read reviews, by the way? When, when... I, I have read some for this because I I was willing them to be good for Craig. I don't always read everything of everything I've done, but um, when it's I, I I read them for this, and I read them for Charlie Kaufman's uh, Thinking of Ending Things because. I so wanted them to be good for the two directors because nice. I think both Craig and certainly Charlie have been very unfairly treated by critics in, in, the, in the past. So I was kind of rooting that they appreciated uh, and thinking of ending things. And certainly for Craig, more with Craig with one particular critic. I won't say who it is. He's got a little... <laughs> what does his name rhyme with? Can you say that? Who actually did give him a wonderful review. Didn't review him so well in his last film, but gave him a, a very uh, glowing review for this one. And it was so, yeah. And so it's nice. You know, you, you just get the temperature thinking, oh, it's gone down well. So I'll, I can read the reviews because I'm very happy for the people who made it. So we, uh, sadly, and I knew this was going to happen, we've got a couple minutes to go. And I, I feel like, uh, I'm sure you feel the same, David. I could chat with you all afternoon. Yeah. Um, I got to go get uh, a drink, but I'll be right back. I'm teasing. Um, we got to wrap it up in a couple minutes. You, you, you have a couple of great lines, some really fun lines, but you're sitting across from, 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 um, from her mom and you're about to get lambasted and you say, it's all right. I'm comfortable facing whatever's ahead of me. I mean, it's just for me, that was like one of those, this is probably, that could have been the log line for the film. 
right? Like, you know, isn't that what this is about? You know, taking responsibility, stepping in, I can listen, I'm open. And I just, coming from a poet, I thought it, I thought it was perfect. Yeah, well, Craig is is something of a poet, isn't he? I mean, it's, it's the, the, that's that I bet I love scripts that are like that. Scripts that contain poetry, scripts that really go that little with a little where the dialogue is a little bit more stylized. And I, as a, like I say, as a poet myself, I'm a I'm a big fan of that kind of writing, and therefore I'd love to play those parts. I read somewhere that uh, uh, Craig said about this film that, and clearly, like you said, it comes from a very personal story. And so many of the filmmakers I've been interviewing over the last uh, six months, especially at TIFF, very personal, another film violation rooted in this personal traumatic story that this, uh, the actor and the actress and the director had. Uh, and Craig said uh, recently that it's okay to not feel normal. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Right. It's, it gives us license Do you, just to, to wrap it up. Cause I want to tell people that you're a poet and you got to find David's poetry out there, folks. But do, do you write poetry to, to feel normal or not normal? Would you say, or none of it, or none of the above? I don't, I don't know if, it, if it's, if it's either, it's usually yeah. a little worm out of my head or something. That's something <laughs> I, I, I feel I start, it's interesting because I started writing poetry when I was about 14, 15. Um, and, and it was because my life, my home life, turned a little unhappier than it had been heretofore mm. at that time. And I think that's what made me write. Before then, I'd been into football and kung fu and Formula One racing, and, and uh, something happened in my family that, that wasn't so happy, and I started writing. And um, it's interesting, my daughter, who's 15 now, has just started writing. She sent me her first so song. Good. The and, we, and, the, and, the, and the song is beautiful, but the lyrics are really beautiful. And, oh, and, it's, and I'm really just listening, going, oh my God, she's right, and she's 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 a poet, and it's really, really, really great. And so I I I, I write for that, and I write. I've just finished the novel, going to be published next year, my second novel, which is, I suppose, I write towards that more now than poetry. I still do write poetry, but I, I just now, you know, it's a much longer slog to write a novel. Um, so, so that's yeah. That's can that's you can I'm, can we can you tell people what the novel is just to keep keep, keep it's it It's called Shooting Martha. Shooting Martha next summer. Shooting um, Martha coming summer. Martha. And, and it's I mean cause my first novel was called The Late Hector Kipling. Strangely enough, my computer is balanced on three copies of it. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. That's yeah. that's a great inst- that's a great Instagram post. You got to get that out on social media. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's useful for something. <laughs> hey, David, we got to wrap it up. But listen, I, I the most important question is: Have you purchased a guitar lately for your daughter yet? Uh, yes, she's, she has one. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have two, and she took one quite a while ago, and she's covered in stickers as well. That's fantastic, <laughs> David. What what a pleasure, man. I, I wish we had more time, but it's been a real pleasure just seeing your face, getting to know you, and, and thanks so much for your time today. We've been talking with David Thulis here on Face to Face about his beautiful uh, new film called Eternal Beauty. David, what, what, what a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you very much. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. 
Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.